0: What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour hoop. We are back. It's now 2024, and we're super excited. And I guess who's also back, guys? Our presenting sponsor, Winstreak. It's simple. You guys know the deal by now. It's our favorite sports app. It's the games that we already know you're watching, you pick teams to win games. You accumulate points based on your pick, and you win cash prizes. Win streaks is 100% free to play. You never have to make a deposit. You get up to five picks per day, NFL, NHL, NCAA, both basketball and football. Only a few more football games left, but there's still a few games left here. And, yeah, if you're watching these sports we know you are because are, you're tuned into Happy Our Hoops. So you at least NBA. You can make five picks a day. Hundred players. Hundred
1: players win cash prizes up to two thousand dollars every week. Contest runs every week from Monday to Sunday. Again, there is no deposits ever. Hundred percent free to play. Refer your friends and win an additional fifty percent of what they win. And today, the giveaway is back, guys. We have another $50 game time gift card with your name on it. All you have to do is sign up for the Winstreaks app. Use our code HHH when you do so, and you will be entered to win this $50 game time gift card. Super easy, guys. Toss us a follow. Download the Winstreaks app. Use the code HHH. Like Steve always says, pretty impossible to forget our code. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys will be on your way. I don't know if you if you guys aren't playing win streaks. I don't know what you're doing. Um, it's it's great. It's my favorite sports app going right now. Picking my favorite games. Picking my favorite teams to win. Had a brutal loss with the Celtics last night. Uh, <laughs> I think Steve, judging by that green, he might have had the Thunder.
2: Yeah, I might have. I didn't have much else, but I might have had the Thunder. <laughs> Might have been the one thing I got right last night
1: We're excited about 2024 We're excited to uh, still be working with win streaks here And we're excited to talk some hoops in the new year Pretenders or contenders today We're going to be going over some
2: fringe teams How are you guys feeling in the new year though? I'm feeling good, man. It, it's uh we're happy to be here. 2024 got some basketball. The Celtics are winless in 2024, which scares me a little bit, Donnie. Scares scares me a little bit. Mavs, Mavs might be too, which scares me a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay. Long way to go. Um, we're at the point now, right? January is really kind of where it becomes like all these games start to mean a little more. College football is pretty much over. The NFL is getting towards the postseason, which means it's Stevie's favorite time of the year. Officially (laughs) basketball season from about January till June is the official start and finish of basketball season. So sign me up. I can't wait. And like you said, Dunny, uh, we're, we're finally starting to see some true colors of these teams emerge. Yep. And that's, uh, that's kind of really, I think January is really the first month where it, it teams start to emerge. And, you know, the surprise teams at the start either turn into actual playoff teams or fall off. So I'm excited to see. There's a lot of teams this year. I think a lot more than last year where I'm still not 100 percent certain what direction they're going to go
1: yeah this is this is a time of year where teams start having to deal with real injuries too, uh, start to start figure out the rotations for squads who just don't have the wind column going in the way they wanted it to um, yeah Jake before we get into the news and notes, how are you doing in twenty twenty four man how how where are you at with the Cavs in twenty
3: twenty four Oh my god, the Cavs. I don't I don't even know what to do with the Cavs at this point. I'm I'm a big Sam Merrill guy now, so that's that's happened in my life. Hey, that's
1: um,
4: cool.
3: I'm, yeah, that's a good that's a good development. Jared Allen eh, the thing I've learned about the Cavs is Jared Allen and Evan Mobley cannot play together because Jared Allen looks like an all-star again when he when yeah, Evan Mobley is out injured and it's ridiculous, he's had his career high over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Like he's been he's been balling out. Um so I feel pretty mid on the Cavs at the moment, I can't lie. But the rest of the league. I'm feeling pretty good about, like you said, we're kind of starting to figure out who these teams are. We're past mm-hmm. Christmas, which feels like it always feels like a tentpole date. We're like, okay, now oh. we know, like we we have an identity of everybody. We can see it. And Donnie, I know you were upset about last night's game, but that felt like a heavyweight fight. Like I was so excited to be able to just sit down and watch that game. And it delivered the whole way through. Like, it was a close yeah. game. I think, what was the biggest lead? Maybe the maybe OKC got out to, like, 11 or 13 on that little bit of a run. But yeah. it was close the whole way through. And that's the kind of – we have a lot of teams. It feels like we're in a – I feel like we're at the moment now where we're at, like, the changing of the guard moment where the older teams are all, like, they're not fully phased out yet, but they're starting to phase out. And we don't yes. know who's kind of taking over yet. Like, there's a bunch of different teams that – you could, you could tell me a lot of these teams are going to win the NBA title or be in the finals this year. And I'm like, all right, maybe. Like That's the way it seems this year. So, yeah, I'm excited. And there's,
1: there's some of those groups, too, that are like you could say the opposite. You'd be like, these, this yeah. team might miss the play-in. And yeah, I would yeah. probably have the same reaction. Um, and it could be even for the same team. So, yeah, it, it's nuts. We're going to kind of discuss all these fringe teams here, talk about the, the biggest news of – you know, the last couple of weeks and probably of the season because we haven't really had any splash trades. It doesn't usually happen this early. Um, but the Raptors trade OJ Ananobi to the New York Knicks for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly in a 2024 second round pick. I think um this the the most shocking thing about this was just how it came out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. how many names have we heard uh, discussed in Knicks trades? Trade rumors the last couple months, even weeks, like more recently, the Levine and Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell buzz was going crazy. I do know that there was ties previously to OG Ananobi in New York, and they were trying to make that happen a bit ago. But then Toronto came out and said OG was untouchable, uh, and now they go and make this deal. I I was just shocked off the bat. Still even a a little weird after seeing all three uh, players play on their new teams, but... uh, where where were you guys at when this went through i mean this this was
2: caught me completely off guard i think much like rj barrett and emmanuel quickly i was surprised where, yeah. where they said they were both kind of asleep when the deal happened and they woke up they're like what do you mean i'm trained i'm happy for rj barrett let me first say that rj barrett gets to go home in play in toronto now i almost kind of felt like sometimes rj Barrett just didn't like kind of the pressure of new york knicks and now he's going to be in toronto gets to pray play freely and i think this is guys really really talented so i'm excited to see what he can do in toronto i hope the raptors start quickly because i think he deserves to be a starter especially on that toronto roster and, you know, I think to the casual NBA fan, it almost kind of feels like, all oh, the Knicks gave up so much. Because the casuals don't really know OG on an OB, But this is they a don't. great yeah. fit. This is a perfect fit. We, we've talked about this guy for years. But, I mean, he is one of the best lockdown on ball defenders in the NBA without question. He can shoot. He can still score when he needs to. Like, if you need OG to get 20. But I think what this helps with the Knicks is it kind of gives them more of an identity now, right? Randall and uh, Randall and Brunson are your go-to scorers, and you're going to have a bunch of dogs around them playing defense. And I kind of like how that's more of a Tibbs-built team yeah. than having Barrett and Quickly, because Barrett and Quickly were always kind of your two, you know, weakest defenders when they were on the court. And to have, you know, a move like this where, R.J. Barrett, I, I don't think we ever really saw the full potential of him in New York. I think we could kind of see him play freely back home in Toronto. I think it's a great move for him. Quickly, I had always argued probably is – has the talent to be a starter but you know you're not going to start him over Brunson he doesn't have really the the defense in my opinion to be a consistent starter on a team like the Knicks so I, I, I like this move for both teams it's one of those deals where I think a lot of people thought the Knicks gave up too much but in my mind I really think this helps the Knicks identity and I think a player like OG Ananobi is kind of that perfect fit where now Maybe we'll see Randall, like we saw Randall a couple years ago, right, where he can step up to be the guy. I think the first game with OG he had, what, 39 points? Julius Randall, like in that role, can be that guy. And then you got Jalen Brunson, who can't say enough good things about Jalen Brunson, but it doesn't feel like there's no more pressure at all, right? We would see R.J. Barrett have like 16 points in the first half on like six of eight shooting and then barely play in the second half. Or we'd have games where R.J. Barrett would be like four of 22 shooting, or vice versa. There'd be games where it's like, do we give R.J. Barrett the ball late in the game, and they didn't really know how their rotations worked. I kind of think this move here gives the Knicks a lot, much more identity as a team, and it will help them going forward. Like I said, OG Ananobi, in my opinion, is one of the best kind of, you know, role-playing starters, if that makes sense. He's not going to be a guy who takes over most games. It's not going to be your number one, maybe not even number two option offensively, but he's someone you want out there for 35-plus minutes. He's someone out there where you're like, all right, we're playing Giannis, we're playing a KD, we're playing a LeBron. That's who's guarding him, and I think that's the perfect fit for the next because that's someone they really needed.
1: Yeah. Jake, are you a honorary Knicks fan now because of OG? Oh, Never.
0: never.
3: Can you not stoop that far? <laughs> never. This is this is one of the saddest basketball trades of my lifetime because I can't stand OG as hard anymore. But yeah, it's a great everything Steve said is correct and especially the Randall piece is the biggest thing for me. It's yeah. OG is going to take a lot of that disp- defensive responsibility that Randall and like you said Barrett kind of unsuccessfully did a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of games. And I still think Barrett has a really high ceiling and Mm -hmm. as the second guy to Scotty Barnes might be what his perfect, like they kind of fit really well together for what they do as big scoring wings and kind of, I think they could complement each other really well. Um, Mm. Quickly, quickly just was like, on and off of Tibbs' hot seat a lot of times, too. Like, he played great, yeah. but then there would be times where...
2: Same with Barrett. <laughs> Tibbs, yeah,
3: and same with Barrett, too. Yeah, I guess there are times where Barrett's not starting or not playing late and stuff like that. But, yeah, these are guys who are both in Tibbs', Tibbs' uh, doghouse from time to time, and it just makes, like you said, complete sense for the identity of this team. And OG, just as a player, like, he's, he's not a superstar, but he fits this role so perfectly for them mm-hmm. that it might be like the impact on this roster is greater than the actual player just because the fit is so well and so well with a new york with new york city and the how the knicks like like their players to play and knicks fans i mean and everything else like og is going to embody everything of that i think he's going to yeah. be a fan favorite there much like uh josh hart kind of took took over yep. as a fan yeah. favorite last summer or last spring so knicks fans are going to love og he's going to help that team's ceiling We'll talk about how much it helps their ceiling, but I really liked the move for both teams. I think that it's 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 not a lot to give up. Is it really that much to give up two young guys who you don't play and don't want to play really in finishing minutes for a guy you know who's going to start? And if you're the Raptors, like, now you have these two pieces out of nowhere. They're probably going to keep blowing it up further, and they could look really – they could be a dangerous young team in a couple months. Yeah. So I, I think it's an A-plus move for both teams, honestly.
1: Yeah, i I'm, I tend to be in agreement that it's it's a win-win for both squads. And Steve, you mentioned how like the casuals might just not know how good OG Ananobi is. And I think that might be the the fan or the watcher's fault. But at the same time, I think something that maybe someone who isn't super tuned into the NBA is also missing that's not really their fault, is that The fact of the matter is quickly was going to become a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent. And I don't think the Knicks were going to pay him and Brunson. I mean they weren't going to pay him
2: to be come off the bench. There's no way. Because he would have got a lot more money somewhere else.
1: Yes. Exactly. So I think it was kind of, you know, trying to get what they could at this time. Um, you know, maybe the Raptors finally hinted that OG was available and this it came out after the trade, but this is a guy that the Knicks have been trying to get for a long yeah. time. So sometimes this just happens in sports where it seems out of the blue, but an opportunity presented itself and you look down the road and didn't see RJ and quickly as part of your future, even though your fans might have wanted it that way, maybe quickly and Barrett themselves might have wanted it that way. But ultimately, yeah, I think it's better for both teams and my only thing that I kind of back some of the Knicks fans that are upset about this is there are people out there who think maybe you could have got a better package in return for RJ Barrett and quickly. I would say half those people probably don't know how good OJ and is. <laughs> yeah. And then the other half of those people might be onto something like, yeah, I think maybe if you shop those two players around, maybe you throw in a first instead of a second, you can get. Someone who may be even a better fit, but I don't think OG one is a bad fit, like you guys were just talking about. And two, I mean, he's just he just is that much better than people want to give him credit for. He, he really is. Well, he does um,
2: all the stuff that kind of goes unnoticed, right? Yeah, he, he kind of does all the stuff does that all the these stuff other two guys didn't unnoticed. do. Exactly. And, and that's the thing with OG, right? Like he can score 20 plus and I have seen him have 30 point games, but that's yeah. never going to be like his primary objective when he, when he's on the court night in night out, he is a lockdown offender. He's going to get the steals. He's going to get the tip passes, the blocks, and he's going to take away your best player. And that's something that the Knicks really didn't have before this no. trades. And I, I think you're right, Donnie. That's just something that just goes goes unnoticed. By a lot of people where, you know, everyone loves to read a box score and see, oh, look at the numbers this guy put up. But sometimes OG and Obi can shoot four of eight in a game, score 10 points and might have been the most impactful player on the court that night because of his defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, OG, uh, OG is different, man, and he. I think he's going to make improvements to this next team. They're actually going to be the first team we talk about when we get to contender or pretender. So they'll be a little quicker, but we just, you know, we'll give a quick overview of what their future looks like with OG this season. Um, other bullet point of news is the Pistons won a game, guys. Yeah, they haven't yet in the new year, um, but they they did win a game during our little holiday hiatus, and now they've. Uh, lost 10 games for every game that they've won. So they are 3-30 and 30 <laughs> at the moment. Currently the worst record in the NBA. Uh, it was cool. Monty Williams said he almost cried. That's how emotional it was. Um, I don't know if that's the best look for a coach who's 3-30 and, and was kind of supposed to be the start to the turnaround for this franchise. But business won a game <laughs> yeah i mean that's, that's a game. Just a fact how,
3: how many games do you think they win eight games this year yeah i know
1: yeah what's, eight games
2: what's more improbable yeah, yeah the i'm gonna say that not losing eight, eight
1: or them
2: them winning <laughs> eight i'll say i am gonna go on record here i think they go 11 and 71 so that means they gotta we go to what they got they they got to go what eight and forty one to end the year, yeah eight and forty one. I think they can go eight and forty one. Mm. Eight and forty one, you 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 know that's that's a win every two and a half weeks. That, that's a win every two and a half. I think they can do that. Bro, eight Pistons and fans better hope they can do that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, well, you know what's funny too because Audie you know, Williams
1: better hope we'll, they can do that.
2: We'll take a lot of credit on a lot of the teams we were right on, and we were right on a lot of teams like. You know, breaking out or having surprises. I'll I'll be the first one to hand up. I completely whiffed. I thought the Pistons were yeah going to kind of figure things out, pistons. and
4: yeah. it's
2: it's it com- it's a lot worse than it was last year. I know Micah. You know he's so upset that the Pistons are struggling right now, <laughs> but great. you know it's one of those I think a lot of people just kind of missed on, and it's it's funny because I still I look at the roster and it's like this roster doesn't seem worse than last year's. But man, I just I don't know. I I just I don't know what's going on with the Pistons. But I'll go. I'll give them eight and forty-one. That's eleven and seventy-one. Or, or yeah, eleven or eight and yeah, eleven and seventy-one on the year. I think they can yep. do that. I think they could get to eleven wins. However, where do we think their next one is, Donnie? Because they go they're at the Jazz. That could go either way, but yeah, you know the Jazz they they're favored by nine points tonight. Then at the Warriors, not winning that. At the Nuggets, <laughs> that game's nope. over in the second quarter. Home <laughs> against the Kings. Kings did lose at home to the Hornets last yeah. night. So maybe home against the Spurs is that like a pride game for the Pistons? Like, oh, that, be, is, that is that is the
1: grossest game team? you will ever see on Wednesday, January tenth. That is bad. <laughs> they have a Spurs. they have a nice stretch. I think they do. they'll get. They'll get their next win in this Spurs Rockets Pistons stretch here from January 10th to January 15th. You can, I've, I, 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 the closest thing to a sure thing with this group in these Pistons, I I think I can say that they'll get a win in one of those three games. I think
2: they can beat the Wizards. Yeah. I I think they can. On a Monday at 3 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll kill the Wizards, they'll blow them out. That's their next win right there. Pistons (laughs) over the Wizards.
1: But Wait, yeah, why I, is this game at 3 p.m.? <laughs> Am I missing actually, something?
2: <laughs> I have no idea. Why do they play the Bulls? Not that's true. The Bulls lost by 80. It felt like to the 76ers. Actually, no. They they made it. The score looked respectable because you know. Shout out JBC. I know you're watching, but I was watching. The, the Bulls-Sixers game last night, guys, the Bulls went on like a 20-0 run or something when it was all scrubs playing at the end and made the game look like it was an 11-point game. No, no, no. No starter played the fourth. Don't try to fool us. There's Chicago. Javon Carter can only hide your box score for so long, all right? But... Like i j I'm just shocked with the Pistons, to be honest with you. Like I, I really yeah. am. I did not I did not see this coming. I know because the
1: individuals on the team are still thriving. Like Jalen Duran is balling. Every other night he has 14, 13, 12 rebounds. cade has been D- great. Kate dude, Kate played unbelievable in that game they almost pulled out against the Celtics, that overtime game. Yeah. Like, Bogdanovich
2: he, comes back, scores twenty a night. Like Yeah. I don't get
1: it. Jaden Ivey's had spots here. I think Jaden Ivey and Monty Williams don't get along because something I, weird has been going on this whole year with. And they got to play a sore
2: Thompson. Yeah. So a sore Thompson looks like the third best rookie for the first like month and a half. Bogdanovich comes back, and now you're only playing Thompson like 15 minutes a night?
1: And they've, they've come out and said that they won't trade Bogdanovich too, which I think is crazy because I'm sure there's going to be so many contenders at the deadline who want a guy like that. And they're they I heard I saw a quote that they say they're trying to keep good assets around this team. It's like I understand he's a good asset, but you have a bunch of young guys who saying. who need minutes to grow and flourish, and you're, you're just playing not Marvin them. Bagley. Yeah, you
2: know what he is at this point. Yeah, what are we you're, doing
1: here? Why are Why is Marvin 30, Bagley
2: playing every night?
1: You got you got to be playing the guys who are proven talent and young and need the reps, man. And and, um, and,
2: and I agree with Ivy too. What the chat said, he, like Ivy, like why are you not playing this guy, like? significant minutes every single night like uh, we we saw the potential ivy had we've we saw it in spurts last year guys ivy has started 13 of 29 games he's played this year that is so unacceptable for a player like that
1: yeah that's it makes
2: no what do you expect is going to happen so i you know i I don't want i don't want to you know call for a man's job this early but it, it seems like a coaching problem
1: Oh, he's getting
2: fired. It's it seems like it. it doesn't it seem they like one? Of, how are they going to fire? They paid him a billion dollars. They, that's that's I'm what it's <laughs> <Those laughs> <expensive laughs> But it, it seems like a, the clear issue I'm here is coaching. About the bag Monty not got. know how to treat these young players. I don't get it, man.
1: I that's so bad. Yeah, it. maybe he was good. Maybe he was a good coach because he had Devin Booker or Chris Paul. Yeah. That,
2: no, <laughs>
4: <laughs> um.
3: While. I was just relishing in this whole great conversation. There are some stats that they they could be history-making this year. Oh, the worst team here. in NBA history was 9-73. It was the oh. 1973 uh, Philadelphia 76ers. That's so they, all they got to do is get to 10 wins in that case.
2: 10 okay. wins. I gave them 11. Right, you remember, you gave I gave 11. them 11. and they would Now, good
1: now to, I'm rooting for them to not the get to 20, that six,
3: The 2016 76ers. <laughs> The famous wow. 2016 76 oh, yeah. were 10 and 72. Wow. So, 11 games, they, they would at least be better than that
2: team. They were only a 10 win team.
3: Only a 10 win team. Wow. The other recent really bad teams in 2010, the New Jersey Nets were 12 and 70. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else the 2010s. Milwaukee in 2014, 15 and 67. But yeah, this it's is pretty. Huge, this is pretty historic levels of bad. The point differential here. Guys,
4: I,
2: I was just they, gonna bring that up. It's
3: the all-time worst point differential. The nineteen ninety-two Dallas Mavericks were minus one thousand two hundred forty-six points. So how many games are we in here? They're the they're three and thirty.
2: Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Games.
3: Thirty-three games. So they're they're doing okay. They're ahead of pace right now, but they're minus three fifty on the season. So a thousand like so points, a thousand points in fifty games. I don't know if it's unheard of. They get some blowouts late. So in they're like, season.
2: yeah, they're like eleven and like a third, like yeah. points per game. So what do you look at that? Like fifty more games. It's gonna be close. Yeah, they'll, they'll be they'll be they'll be in nine hundred something. So they got to get blown 000. out, losing by seventy to the Nuggets in a couple weeks <laughs> isn't gonna help
1: them. Man, yeah, there's. There's a. I was gonna say there's brighter days ahead for the Pistons, but I don't even know if that's true. It might get worse before it gets better. They don't have the
3: worst net rating in the NBA, though. The Spurs have the worst net rating in
1: the NBA. I was gonna say it has to be the Spurs. They've only won five games. They're five and yeah, five and twenty eight. Which I was dead wrong about them. Um, Who has
3: more wins, the Spurs or the Pistons? Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, they have to. If you have what
1: if if the Spurs don't.
3: End up having more wins
1: than the Pistons. Then,
3: well, that's the thing is I feel like the Spurs don't want to have wins, and the Pistons were like trying to win this year, year.
2: and they're just. I, th- <laughs> I I think out of the Spurs, like five wins. Wemby's won like four of them, yeah.
3: so they at least yeah. have
2: that. If you're the Pistons, though, do you think about listening to offers for Cade? No, not Cade. Anybody else? Anybody else? You you still wouldn't like it. it I mean, if it's I bad, like that bad, I, I this mean, is a wasted year. Dude, that's the I know though. Well I'm I'm not saying just like a pick Picks. or something this yeah, year. I'm saying players. like if you can get a farm for Cade, do you do you entertain it because it doesn't look like this team's going to win a lot of games next year the way they're set up? No. Trade Cade to San Antonio. The what would thing, the thing the is, though, Spurs is the Spurs give up though. That's the thing. And what is I don't Why would the Spurs do You're it? You're
3: selling really low on Cade not because of how he's playing but because yeah. your team is so terrible. And like everybody's <laughs> not there, no one's going to try to give you like I don't know, 10, 110 cents on the dollar for Kane. But you might have – you. Might, I mean, if you just want to tear it down, like maybe these, team, these players all just hate Monty Williams. And that's, that's, the, dude, that's saw, crazy though. That that they said they that aren't going to try to
2: trade Bogdanovich. Why? Yeah, yeah. I mean – That's wild. They,
1: they, might, they might get to a point where it's so bad that they, they will change that sentiment. But that's um, – Counting
2: all the picks, I don't know if that gets it done. I yeah, yeah, I don't think that gets it done. I, I mean, that's optimistic. I don't know I think if I'm still taking done. the Cade side. <laughs> yeah, you could do Kelden 12 picks. I'll take Caden yeah. Spurs. Cade um, and Wemby would be a dangerous combo. But like, but that's the thing. It's like if it gets bad, where let's say they go on another like 15 game losing streak or something, and next oh, thing you look up, the Pistons they are break like break their own record. Yeah, they're like four and fifty. It's like, huh. Maybe maybe we should see what we can get for. Yeah. Okay. Because he's just gonna ride here and he's just not gonna want to stay here at that point. Yeah.
1: I think only time will tell for that, but like I think there definitely is a spot where they get so bad that like
4: Yeah.
1: And we just talked about it. Like they are pretty stuck with money. It seems like it's almost like it would look more foolish. if they fired Monty, then traded Cade, which is crazy to say, but like they don't—they don't have all that money tied up into Cade. Yet. Right? They have all that money tied up into
3: Monty? Right. Um, you know, Who they are they a building around them if they trade Cade? Because they don't like Jaden Ivey. Yeah. They got, got Marty Yeah, yeah. <laughs> J-Liter J-Liter Durant. Durant. I mean, he's so
1: good, but like he's not a guy you build around. No. Like he's a piece. It would all depend on what they got
3: yeah. in return. Um, but, you know, who's uh, getting I mean, I'm way with too you, many on. minutes? Alec Burks getting way too many minutes.
2: Yeah. He's one of the guys <laughs> who's at least scores for him though. Oh, I know, but it? this is Killian like, Killian Hayes needs to get ready. Doesn't it just feel like that's He's like one such of the worst a... players I think I've ever seen. Uh, he might be the worst player like Alex is from... like the
3: guy I think of when it's guy that shouldn't be playing over a young guy. Like no old no, is no Alex nothing cuz I feel he's like he's so
2: he's so gotta be like no 30 31. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I bet it is only that and I feel like it's 32. 32?
2: 32. Okay. Okay. one year off. So he's I
3: mean he's getting, like, last night or the other night or whatever it was, he had, like, 22, 23 minutes or something. And I'm like, yeah, he merely just might hate Kate. Maybe this is it in the chat here. They're playing Isaiah Stewart,
2: Marvin Bagley, Kevin Knox. What are you doing? You have so many young guys. Just see what you can get.
1: Kevin Knox being on Detroit is also just so funny.
3: That is hilarious. Yeah, There's no way Ivy's going to get Ivy. They don't don't even want to play him. Like, That's the thing is, like, they don't even know. We don't no. even know what to, they think that what has to
1: be there. a Monty thing, though, man. Because, like, I feel like Ivy's getting close to 30 minutes on any other team, at least that's yeah, how Ivy. easily. Maybe- no, maybe, usually, the issue with the is report wrong for but...
3: a year and a half so if Monty is like yeah. trying to instill defense in but, yeah, but, time, but here's but the you thing can't like, do it by when him, you Stitt. exactly
2: i I, yeah. get, I get that if you're a contending team and it's a young exciting player like he's going to come off the bench and play 20 25 minutes because you know he's not built for the rotation yet got to work on the defense you are three and 30. play your young players. And you want to talk about, oh, we need defensive help. You drafted it in a sore Thompson. And now you just don't play him because Bogdanovich is back. You got to start Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Stewart. What are they doing for this team right now? Nothing. Play your young guys and just see what you can get or let them develop. How's the best way for a young player to develop is to play in game. Uh, (laughs) Ivy and Thompson sitting on the bench is not helping the future of this team. No, I don't. I don't understand and... the logic there. If it's one thing, if this is a contending team, and it's like, all right, Jaden Ivey's going to come off the bench in spurts because you know, kind of be a defensive liability, but he can have exciting plays. He can get hot, kind of like you know what the Brooklyn Nets do with Cam Thomas a little bit, the yes. Pacers yeah. with Ben Matherin, like guys like this, where it's like still got to work in the defense, but we know what he can do when he's playing at full go. But my goodness, I mean, this is you are three and thirty. You're not going anywhere. You're not winning shit. Just, just play your young guys. See what they could get. Let them develop. Assur Thompson looked like the third best rookie, and now you, he plays twelve minutes a night because Bogdanovich is back and's got to shoot twenty times.
1: Yeah, this uh, Alec it, Brooks
2: it, over Ivy. I. I don't.
1: It really seems like Monty might have just. He might just be uh, in over his head at this point. Like I, I don't. I makes think. No sense. I think he really thought like maybe the same things as us. Like, he probably was like, wow, I got a squad. Like, I don't think he had crazy expectations, but he probably. They're going to be like a player. Well, you don't. And yeah.
3: the, the organization too, you don't, you don't pay a coach that kind of money. If you don't think this
2: team's competing for the play. Right. You're thinking the coach can get them to the next yeah. level. Yeah. Is that's, exactly. what I, that's what we were thinking in the off season. Like so it's like, yeah, we see the vision. We see the potential, the talent of these guys. No one can look at me straight in the face and say, Jaden Ivey's not a talented basketball player. Jalen Durant's not a talented basketball player. Cade Cunningham's not a talented basketball player. If you showed me oh, this good. roster on paper, like I'm like, all right, this is probably thirty-one team.
1: Yeah, they're not. Yeah, best. three. I think three, I think that's three. Even we went three
2: on- and thirty. Three and thirty. It's a disgrace. <laughs> How this yeah. team's being handled
1: my, my selfish uh, thoughts have started to kick in though, and I'm just super excited for the Celtics to acquire uh, Isaiah Stewart at the uh, trade deadline.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that's that was my that's for the only reason Bagley and Stewart are playing minutes at this point is they're trading those guys. Apparently Bogdanovich is the team leader, so he's he's untouchable. Yeah, it's, like you, like, I give you a huge for Marvin
2: Bagley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, ba- if,
1: they're, they're not getting much in return for bagley i don't think but yeah we'll see i mean if you're a pistons fan and you listen to happy hour hoops honestly i'm sorry but um it seems like all those things I'm, not Pist-
2: I'm not mad at the pistons i'm not mad at the pistons as a team you know
1: what pistons fans can do you can go on win streaks and click on the team that's playing detroit every night you get a and whole get some and get some free points. For yeah. pay.
2: it's free. It's a free four points.
1: And your per- per- win percentage will go up. You just pick the opposing team of the Pistons, and you have free points. Um, that is my advice to Pistons fans at the moment. And maybe, actually, I was going to say say buy a Cade jersey, but uh, we don't. We you know, Cade might be part of the solution in trading him so buy
2: an alec burks jersey he'll be there yeah i guess it feels yeah, like yeah apparently
1: bogdanovich player. is sticking around so <laughs> yeah. buy, a, no buy a bogdanovich jersey yeah the that, one guy be.
2: who has trade value right now i will
1: keep him you get lots he wants of to play for this that, team I'm sure. um but moving right along last two no- notes quick uh gary payton the second will miss several weeks with a hamstring strain uh sucks just a a, a super competitor high high motor guy that just you know he's he's. Basketball is better when you're watching and he's out there. Um, so that's tough blow. And then Embiid made his return after missing a couple weeks. Obviously missed Christmas Day. And then uh, a couple games after yep. that as well. Right back where he left off. I mean, Unreal Embiid game. is undoubtedly at the top of the MB- MVP conversation right now with our guy Jokic again, SGA sprinkled in there. Um, so you know Embiid just picked up right where he left off, and the and the Sixers are still churning. They're going to be one of the teams we talk about here, and the contenders or pretenders as well. And let's just hop right into that. We'll we'll finish our discussion on the Knicks because we already started with the OG trade, uh, eighteen and fifteen on the season thus far. They just acquired OG, like we talked about, and since acquiring him, they are now one and oh. Um, yeah, I mean, we we kind of said yep. what we think. I don't know if this trade makes the Knicks contenders. I think it makes them better for this year. Um, and you know, maybe may a little more scary in the playoffs, but I don't I don't think I'm ready to say that the Knicks are contenders. I I really And I'm going to start by saying this. It's Julius Randle for me why I think they are not. I just Mm – I can't see it. The playoffs, what he did in the playoffs last year and other times that he's been in big moments like that, it's very hard to get out of my brain because that's just – it's kind of like James Harden recently in the playoffs. It's like that's what I have of memory of watching this guy play. I don't think Tibbs is a good enough – you know. I don't think he's a world-beater coach where he's putting the team over the next level himself. And then Brunson, you know, he's been unbelievable. He's been proving people wrong. I don't think, you know, he's enough to just have Randall and OG next to him for them to be a legit contender. So, you know, uh, all, all that said about Randall, he he's going to have these impressive games like he did the other night. I think he's one of the best in the a- NBA. And I just noticed this recently. He is one of the best players in the NBA at finishing in traffic and putting the ball off the glass in, like, impossible spots and still having it go on the hoop so like i think randall can be incredible but i just th- there's there's a taste there's a smell to this Knicks team and it just doesn't taste or smell like uh contender to me
2: so Donny, just real quick for contender are we saying contender is this team can win the ship or contender like they can win a couple playoff series because i think there's that that's pretty Big difference there, right? Yeah, I would. I would say when it
1: doesn't have to be, you know, make it to the NBA Finals or even win the NBA Finals, but I think win a series or two okay. is what I'd consider a contender okay. for this. That, I'm probably going to th- go.
4: It's I don't like think contender. they could
1: win two series. Maybe the first round of playing a matchup. But.
2: I, I'm going to go contender here with the Knicks uh, just for the simple fact that I think the Knicks are better today than they were before. And if we mm-hmm. look at the Knicks before, this is a team that we've already seen in the playoffs. We've already seen you know, play some tough series. I will not, because I love Micah here, I will not talk about the Knicks Cavs from last year. No, I just I okay. won't. I won't do it. I refuse to do it. I will refuse to talk about how they bullied them and just stole their lunch money the entire series. I refuse to do and the, that. The after effects have been felt for three months. Yeah, again, yeah, the Cavs so have never never, never, recovered, have never, recovered. never <laughs> recovered since. The Knicks laid out the blueprint now to beat the Cavs. They've never recovered since. I won't talk about that. But what I will say is I think this Knicks team is better today than they were before. And like I said from when we talked about it in the news and notes, is that I just think OG Ananobi's a better fit. And this is a team now that I think is going to get back to that, you know, pretty defensive style where maybe Randall can, you know, be that guy. But you talked about Randall's playoff struggles, Dunny. And the one thing that does kind of concern me a little bit, right, is RJ Barrett was kind of like their top playoff performer in a decent amount of games last year. And he's no longer there. But I don't think Randall has to be their go-to guy in the playoffs, because I think Jalen Brunson can be. And we've seen Jalen Brunson step up in these moments before, and now he's got another whole year under his belt, right, a whole nother year in New York, another year as being the guy. And I think Brunson's going to be fine stepping up in that role. I think this Knicks team is better than they were you know, before. We're also forgetting, too. That they're playing with Hartenstein right now. And I'm not saying he's bad, but they're missing Mitchell Robinson. And this is, that's and another Jackson. guy. Yeah. And then the guy plays fantastic defense form and just kind of fits, you know, the, I guess, culture they want to build here for the Knicks. So I think they're, you know, a slight contender. I think they're a team that could probably win their first playoff series and they can give fits to probably a team like. Milwaukee, um, I don't think Boston, because I think Boston would just shoot them out of the gym. A team like Philly, you know, even Miami, where it's like... I was like, going to say, Miami's. I think that'd that's, be a good series. I think that's a good series for the Knicks. Now, based on their seed, we'll see who they even play at that point. But well, yeah. unless a team can shoot the Knicks out of the gym, which I know Milwaukee can score at times like that, but I, I think this team's better than they were last year, and they were better than they were the I think so. before. So I think this, this Knicks team slight like contender. I, I like the trade. I like the direction they're going. We just need Randall to, you know, not become a shell of himself in the playoffs.
4: Mm-hmm. But that's
2: what Brunson's there for because I, I think he'll do, do the opposite. Brunson's a big game player, man. He, yeah, he's, he's one of those so guys who just steps up in those big games. Any nationally televised game, any any one of those, you know, big spots, always feels like Brunson has a good game. Going and against other
1: stars. Game.
3: Yep.
0: All of it.
2: Yeah.
3: I If you look at them right now in the East – there's five teams within a half game of each other or a game of each other, Miami, Orlando, Indiana, Cleveland, and the Knicks.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I think with this trade, they have the, the highest ceiling out of all those teams. I agree. And, and they have the, I think the best roster out of all those teams, we're going to talk about uh, one of these teams later on. Um, but I, I really am. And this is, this is where, the OG and an OB factor kicks in. Because now the Knicks, I'm just going to be like, oh man, the Knicks, like, this is a I nice know. team, they got OG, they got, but it's a bunch of, it's a guys. Anything that can make Julius Randle's job easier mm-hmm. is a win for the Knicks. Like you yes. said, this roster is better set because of that. Like you guys have been talking about you were just mentioning Steve. They're a contender in my eyes because I think that they're the at least the fourth place team in the East. And I would love to see these matchups against the Bucks and the Sixers now, when they can be more physical with them, the the so, Celtics. I don't know if anybody can do anything with, but
1: I think that the Knicks will make another move. So maybe this doesn't matter to bring up, and they might not. But I just think that they probably should and probably are going to. But does the Knicks bench worry you guys at all after this trade? They got the
2: Go benches. Ahead, don't worry me until after the deadline. If that makes sense, right? Because well, that's, I think that's there's, kind there's a of lot. Like, if they don't always make moving moves. parts, and if you look at previous years, Donnie, especially last year, a lot of the contending playoff teams they made moves for the bench. They went out and got yeah. So I, I can't. I, right now, yeah, I don't think the Knicks have the strongest bench in the league. I'll be the first to admit, it, especially losing quickly coming off the bench is huge. Um, yeah. But uh, I would say I'm not gonna really comment on the bench or be overly concerned I guess about a, a team's depth until after the deadline because I think yeah you that's know- fair I
1: do think they're going to make a move I think mm-hmm. they'd be stupid not to but right now it is like like OG Brunson Randall that's that's all great you know they obviously they have you know other guys like Grimes and DiVincenzo has been stepping up lately
4: mm-hmm.
1: um but it is kind of like when you thought about the Knicks bench before if quickly wasn't getting the start which I thought he should have m- more often than not but you could always count on quickly coming in and like at least being the threat to give you twenty off the bench. I don't know if they have a guy, and like you don't need a guy
3: like that. But it is right when you and lose all also. that
1: offense, it's yeah. like okay, well, they where, think where Grimes, is coming?
3: they think Grimes can do that whether he can yeah. or not we'll see but
2: well, they and think that's, that he can do that
1: i think he's and a in, great catch and shoot guy but yeah i think time will tell with
2: grimes well and that's the thing too right we've only seen one game of this new next team we could just yeah. see a whole new kind of like bench rotation or certain guys emerge you see it all the time in the nba where it'll be like two weeks you're like why, why is this guy's name like just keep popping up in my head you look it up and you're like wow this guy's getting good minutes. I, like, you saw it with the Warriors this year. They had a ton of injuries. Brandon Posemenski steps up, and next thing you know, he's in the rotation. He's a viable part of, like, their offense. Like, there's just guys that will emerge like that, and I think now, especially for the Knicks, after losing quickly, and, you know, honestly, sometimes Tibbs treats R.J. Barrett as a bench guy in the second half, but we're going to see other guys emerge, and I think that's, you know, you got to have a larger sample size before you really – have to I guess get overly worried about uh team's depth going into the playoffs. Cause also too the benches shrink, right? we're no yeah. you're no longer playing 10, 11 seven, guys every guys. night. It's seven, yeah. eight, sometimes nine if you're crazy, but mo- most parts, seven, eight man rotations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, I don't want to be too harsh on them. Like their first win with this new look Knicks team was against the next team we're gonna talk about. And it was impressive as hell. Like they beat yeah, they beat the Timberwolves who are yeah. have looked you know, kind of immortal at some points this year. So the wolves 24 and eight uh, still the best team in the Western conference. This one's pretty easy for me. I just, I, d- I don't think there's anything until this point that leads me to say that they're not a contender because in years past with like, you know, before ant was ant of this year and they, the T wolves went out and traded for go bear, which I still think is one of the worst trades ever. Yeah, And when even like looking past that when or even further into the past when Gobert was with Utah and Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, just Gobert alone worried me about the playoffs. But Gobert kind of being hidden by both Cat and Ant and like him literally just having to rim protect. And I think he's also playing some of the better ball. And, you know, in the last couple of years, the Gobert factor in the playoff doesn't worry us worry me as much when you have a guy like ant who is playing this incredible um i think they're you know they have the best record in the west i'd probably say they're the second best team overall in the west i'll I'll still give the nod to denver there but
2: i mean there's he entered the chat
1: yeah true (laughs) i know it's like it's the most improbable top three in the western conference obviously not the nuggets but like going into this year yeah I mean, I, I don't know. You pull hundred NBA fans. I don't think I think like three percent of them would probably have those three in their uh, in their top three. But yeah, it, Minnesota. All that to say, Minnesota is pretty easy for me. I think they're a contender.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I would be in that uh, that group of someone who would pull all three in in, yeah. in the top three. I would have had Thunder. I wouldn't have had the T Wolves. You know how down I was on this team coming in. Yeah. Uh, but I th- I think you're right, Dunny. Like Ant Man has really stepped up big time this year. You're right. Gobert has been. I'm honestly fantastic on defense yeah. this year he guy, really has. pains me to say they bro. have they have by far the best defense in the nba so far this year and and you look at you know, not just gobert too but a guy like mcdaniels is another great is great so defender good, bro he's so good you know Nas Nas Reed, Reed coming oh off the bench God. another one great defender but can score if he needs to and it, this seems like a pretty good team um it'll be curious because i think uh We could see this team go one or two directions, right? I'm going to call them a contender, but we could see them go one or two directions where they get, you know, maybe stay, keep the one seed, but get just a war in the first round because no one's like really stepping up. And it's like, Oh, go bears liability on defense of the playoffs again because of how teams are playing him. And it's just, it's one of those things or, We could have it go the other way where it's like, all right, this is by far the best defensive team. They've been the best defensive team all year. And now Anthony Edwards is becoming the superstar right in front of our eyes in the playoffs. And if you asked me at the start of the season, I've been like, oh, it's absolutely going to be option A. I'm leaning toward Anthony Edwards stepping up into that guy in the playoffs and the defense carrying him because this defense, man, is just – it's just tough. I've watched a lot of Timberwolves games this year. And they're slowing down everyone. If you want to beat the Timberwolves this year, you got to beat them like 105 to like 100. You're not scoring 120-plus on this team. And in today's NBA, everyone's trying to score 120-plus every night. Everyone pretty much does most nights. You're not mm-hmm. doing it against this team. So for the defense alone, I'll go contender.
4: I just
3: can't get there yet. <laughs> I, I just Ooh, can't fair enough, get fair there enough, yet. Fair I like it's, it, dude. It's the – it's. It's the fact that you mentioned if we're talking about winning or getting into a, a conference final, an NBA final. If that what you brought up the one seed that they play a team with a, a matchup and whatever is going on with Gobert, who is the biggest reason that I'm saying this because we've seen Rudy Gobert yeah. be, win defensive player of the year in years past and then and, become a pumpkin, pump yes,
4: yeah, mm-hmm.
3: right now. Without the play-in, they're playing the Phoenix Suns. I
0: was, I Phoenix was gonna suns. say it if you weren't gonna, Jake. Oh,
3: I was, man, I was Phoenix just
1: suns. about oh. to say the same thing, bro. Like, damn, damn, I'm not picking the, the Suns. Yeah, match. I'm not picking damn. the
2: Timberwolves. <laughs> Dude, that would be like an even odds if it came out like tournament. Yeah. Like the 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 round odds would be like, yeah, Suns, like yeah, plus one oh five. A one seed versus eight
1: seed, and eight like maybe even the Suns favored in that. Yeah,
2: slight. Yeah, I would. That wouldn't be
3: crazy. No, so not I'd at go. all. And but there's a lot like the West is just so strong that the eight yeah. seed is gonna end up being a good. The other teams around the eight seed, the Mavs are the seven seed right now. The Pelicans are the six seed. Yeah. The Lakers are the ten seed. The Warriors <laughs> are the eleven seed. Like these are teams that like if you the put only... them in a series against the Wolves, like it's gonna be interesting. Just like yeah. and the odds will definitely be interesting. Now the Warriors and Lakers, I don't know. Like those and the Rockets are ninth right now. I don't know. I was, was
1: gonna say gonna the Rockets the are the only team that I think the Wolves in that oh, area would, right now. For all them, um, I yeah. love the, the Rockets, Wolves?
2: but the they would
1: match up terribly. Right. That's terribly. I agree. But like Warriors, Lakers, like you just like I think Wolves would obviously still be favored in that series if if playoffs started right now. Obviously, we're a long ways away, but oh. I think like the experience too. Like I just. I would kind of favor the Lakers or Warriors if I'm if I'm looking at either of those teams playing Minnesota in the first round.
2: I don't think yep. Warriors. I would
1: just no, because I don't not. think just Warriors have any
2: type of side. Yeah, exactly.
1: yeah, you're right. But Lakers, but like, Lakers, AD, yeah, the yeah. way he's been playing lately. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's they're they're such a, they're such a tough one. I just like I just have to give it to him, man. Like I've they, they they've every time I've watched this year, they've impressed me. Even Cat, like.
3: They're
2: awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think Cat yeah. is finally is. comfortable knowing he is the second option. Yeah, yeah. like it's no longer any pressure anymore, Cat. It's like, all right, Anthony Edwards is our guy, and I, I, when I'm when I'm hot, I'll get mine. And I, I think it's really helped this game, also too. Like Cat's defense has been so much better, so much better this mm-hmm. year with Gobert there. I, it's
1: yeah i think i think anthony edwards i think coaching i think uh, i think the organization as a whole is just holding guys accountable and i think if you have that many elite defenders on one team or at least guys that are willing to get dirty on defense it's mm-hmm. i mean it's mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest cliches in sports but that that that's contagious that that yep. type of behavior that type of like want to, uh and desire to win and uh especially you know in a sp- Sport like basketball, where it's so intimate, there's only five guys out there with you at a time. If three out of the five guys are buying in, you might as well buy in also. Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of what we're seeing with Cat on defense. And uh, yeah, so Wolves could be could be a contender. They're they're at the top of the West still, and uh, we'll, we'll see moving down the road. I mean, Rudy in the playoffs with this group is is definitely going to be must watch just to see how that all plays out. Um, another team. Who this one's t- more tough for me. The Philadelphia 76ers, it's kind of similar, I guess. Obviously, a way different scale, but like Embiids never showed it in the playoffs. He's yeah. he's never made it to the to the contender feet. He's never gotten to a point in the playoffs where we're impressed. Um they collapsed against my Celtics last year, 23 and 10 right now the three seed in the, in the Eastern conference. Yeah. Three seed. I'm going to give it to them. I think, I think the Sixers are a contender. I think them trading Harden was the right move. I think Maxi's making all the right strides. And I think they, they got some good veteran tough bench players um, that, that could help them come playoff time. It's, it's not an easy contender for me, but I, I do think Phillies, I have to have them as a contender right now.
2: Yeah, I'm reluctantly probably going to put them there with you as well. Um, I think, you know, kind of addition by subtraction, you lose James Harden, Tyrese Maxey steps up into uh, another star for you. And I kind of like the way they've built around this team so far. You know, Kelly Oubre has actually been playing pretty solid. Tobias Harris is having a really nice year. Um, and like I said, Maxi now being the, the second option has really blossomed into a star of his own and beats right now. It's hard to argue that there's a better player in the NBA right now than Joel Embiid. It's tough. Yeah. It, it really, it's really tough to make that argument. His playmaking ability this year has been sensational. He's just so dominant. I mean, there's very few players in the NBA that can even like slow him down one-on-one in the paint. Um, I got to go contender here. I I think they're still going to try to add another another piece, maybe a couple bench rolls, depth rolls. We'll see some more consistent scoring because they did lose some of those guys this offseason. But it's hard not to put the uh, Sixers as a contender. Also, too, the 76ers have the best point differential in the NBA on a point-per-game basis, which mm. – that's, that's That was surprising to me when I watched it. So when they're beating teams, they're beating teams. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. But the way they're playing this year it just feels a little different than previous years. However, I'll tell you what, though. If they get matched up against Boston, I'm I'm, I'm never taking Philly there. If they get matched yeah. up against Miami, I'm probably not taking Philly there either because Bam's <laughs> one of the few who can slow down and beat. So I'm calling him yeah. a contender, but I also think, too, like – maybe milwaukee would be a great series but i I still i don't know what else they need to add because i think abid is playing as good as we've seen i don't know man i don't know i I, i'll go contender but there's still a few other teams in the east i'm taking in a series over philly it's
1: no go ahead jake i'll i'll I'll, I'll finish up with this thought but i want to hear what you have to say
3: I think I need to put you two both on notice. I think this is the Sixers team that's gonna do it, bro. I think they're going really? to the finals. That's where I'm at in my new year. Wow. Whoa. You gotta remember the difference oh. of everything you just said about wow. the teams that collapsed. Their head coach was Doc Rivers. Yeah. This team's head coach true. is Nick Nurse, who I would yeah. say is a yeah, true hundred percent upgrade as a head coach, especially oh, yeah. not especially after the last couple of years. And also getting rid of James Harden. Obviously, we were all proponents of that. Get rid of yeah. James get him out of there maxi's flourishing but that's why you're seeing an Ubre and a harris be as effective as they are it's because of nick nurse like they wouldn't be doing this with doc rivers no way he knows how to he knows how to weaponize guys and i think they will add pieces to this team and they just it feels like a different vibe around there like it feels like we're not getting the sixers drama that we would have in the years past even without Harden, like there was always some shit going on with the sixers with with doc around and doc yeah. had his issues with everybody on that roster one way or another like had yeah. beef with MV, had beef with daryl had beef with simmons clearly like it just feels like they're just kind of more focused on the task maxi is a clear like all-star level player now which changes the trajectory of them and i just think this east it, like as much as i love the celtics and bucks and i still would pick Probably like actually think the Celtics are going to go to the finals or the board, whatever. Yeah, I
2: don't know if, if the Celtics are healthy. If, if anyone of these, if anybody can Celtics touch them, because yeah, they're just
3: yeah. they're just torching teams. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're taking a lot of things seriously right now and cruising. But this Sixers team feels like the, a much different team than the ones that have collapsed in the years past.
4: Okay. So I'm just putting it on notes. I agree. I'm,
3: I'm taking the Sixers extremely seriously this year. Okay. It's the Nick Nurse. Uh, respect thing as much as anything else
1: yeah i'll tell you what i need the nick nurse thing is super good point
2: i need that 2-3 milwaukee philly eastern conference semifinals oh my god i need that
1: it'd be so good man it'd be such a good series i was the the last thing i was gonna say and yeah i i actually love that they brought in guys like Ubre. he was one of the guys i was referring to Mm -hmm. like i just i think they've done a lot of good things, and it, it is funny. And you kind of like alluded to it, Jake. Like in years past, like even last year, like we we probably already heard so many bullshit stories about the Sixers to this point. Last year, it's like they're quietly twenty three and ten, and it's because like we're expecting this because Harden's gone and beads playing unbelievable basketball, and at the same time, there's no shit stories coming out of their media. There's no hard right. drama. There's no doc mad Full at someone. Focus. There's Full no indeed having to throw shade at his teammates in press conferences cuz he has no other choice cuz he can't get through to them. It's it's just like they're yeah, they're just winning and they're just good yeah. and that's that's the consensus of the 76ers at this moment. Um yeah, so I, we have, all three of us have the the 76ers as contenders. This one probably won't be as easy. The Memphis Grizzlies, they've they've looked pretty good since Ja came back. You know, still dropping some games here and there. The first Marcus Smart, Ja Morant game that they played together was electric. Honestly, just like the first 3 games since uh or once Ja returned were amazing. He was just stuffing the stat sheet like we knew he would. Um I don't know where I'm at with Memphis. I think just staring at this record right now and seeing the problems they had without Ja are kind of having me lean towards pretender just because, I mean, like the sample size we have so far, it's 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 really tough to get past all that we've seen this season. Even with Ja, I, I think I'm, I have to hold him in a pretender right now.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Donny. Um, they're two and three, I think, since Ja's been back. Yeah. And you know, they, they they have played a tough schedule. I'm not going to say they haven't played a tough schedule since Ja's been back, but I, I just don't think they can make up enough ground in the Western Conference the way it is right now. We look at the Western Conference; it's it's so loaded. And Memphis right now is still five and a half, just out of the playing, and the yeah. teams they're chasing are teams I don't think are going away anytime soon: Lakers, Suns, Mavs, Pelicans, maybe the Rockets. But for the most part, it's like I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to catch up. I know five and a half, you got the whole season to catch it. It can happen, and I think this team would be dangerous if they were able to sneak into the playing, but. I think this team has its own issues and I think lack of depth is a big one right now. Memphis had more injuries in the offseason or start of the season than really anyone right now. And I, I don't want to say like they're one injury away from being bad again, but they really are even if it's not it, Ja, it's someone it's someone else. So I I don't see the depth here. I I think Ja is, you know, appointment television every single time. You got to watch this guy. He's so much fun to watch, but I, uh, I I don't think they're going to get there. I will say, though, this is not a team you want to see in the playing or in the first round if you're a higher-seeded team. It's just because of Ja's potential to just kind of take over games like he did in his debut against the Pelicans. I would uh, I would go pretender, though. <laughs> Bulls would beat Grizzlies on a seven-game series. Bulls would have to have a 50-point lead in every game, JBC, <laughs> and maybe, maybe that'll happen. <laughs> Listen, yeah, that's what I agree, Eric. That's what I'm saying. It's like I think they're a dangerous team if they get there. I just don't think they will. I I think they got their own problems. I think depth's an issue, and I also think the Western Conference is just good. There's just too many good teams for them to catch. I don't know. Would you rather have Kobe White or
3: John Morant? The the debate could be made.
2: The way Kobe (laughs) White's playing right now, I'll tell you
3: what.
2: (laughs) Tell you what. The way Kobe White's playing right now. you know, don't JBC don't listen to this part. But I could see the Bulls, you know, fully blow it up. Kobe White could go somewhere fun. Just build around. Kobe camp. White could go somewhere fun. Oh no, he's oh
3: you're sending him somewhere.
2: Oh I, yeah, I, no, I, no, I, no, you're, I, you're well, sending. I thought you were bro. blowing it up around um, Kobe. If he's you're the Chicago Bulls, he... you're you're. I told JBC I would not say this on the episode, but I'm going to say it. So I'm sorry, JBC.
4: <laughs> oh, no. If you're the
2: Chicago Bulls, you're blowing it up and you're building around Dalen Terry and his twelve percent three point percentage. All right, <laughs> that's what that's what you're doing. If you're a Chicago Bull.
4: <laughs> yes,
1: I love that. I said I wasn't gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it.
0: Uh, that's honestly not
1: S- Steve. The, the way he just did that was like jaw with the gun celebrations. Man, he just as soon as he got back, just just did one after oh, yeah. he it's at this point, it's like, I. I, I he served the suspension. I mean, unless he does something glaring off the court, I don't really care about the if he yeah. dunks and wants to do a self, so whatever, dude. Like, I think that was kind of blown out of proportion. It was hilarious, though, that like two games back, he just goes
2: right back to it. And um, we did, we did get a jaw dunk on Wemby. It wasn't the poster I think everyone wanted. Yeah, but Wemby was he was in the, he was in the frame and dunk jaw yeah. kind of dunk to the side. But we did get it. We,
1: we you could make it. a poster out of it. Still, we'll count it. Oh
2: yeah,
3: um, he's been so much fun. It's he has, so he's, much, he's so, so fun. much fun to watch. But I, I just I, I'm, I don't think so this happy is to the have him Back up. Yeah, no, I, I'm a. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm not. I'm not making them a contender. I needed to throw them in here because they are interesting to think about. If they, oh yeah, they, if they, I, they're like, worth
1: talking about.
3: They just uh, and I. The other team I had in here before was OKC, and OKC I think solidified last night. Like and I got yeah, I got
1: in the dock early and was like, "Yo, Thunder, the, as the Thunder, Thunder, are Thunder are contenders." Are contenders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thunder
2: don't even need to be in on this list. Right. That's locked. why. Yeah, it's we contend- took I,
3: I can, could not be higher on Chet Holmgren in in oh. my life than i am right now like i uh, think he's he... like like the places that i think chet Holmgren could be in nba history are not they're not good like they're, they're there's way too high of expectations for the kid but just watching him just affect everything last night like making everything inside difficult for the celtics like he was just he's just every single game you watch him he's always around whether it's offense defense like he is just lurking and he's a weapon on both sides of the ball and that's what he was doing at Gonzaga too don't get me wrong but to see it kind of come to fruition and this is the perfect team for for Chet like he's really doesn't have he really doesn't have to do a handle a lot defensively because they got dogs all over the court that are just funneling everything into him but It's crazy, man. They're just—they're perfectly built. So that's why they weren't here. The Memphis—Memphis can be. I still—I think I'm—I'm. In a month, I might give you a different answer and say that no matter where they're seated, they're contenders. But right now, yeah, I'm not not throwing
1: them in the trash yet. Um, I'm with you on that. The Thunder and Chet, dude. Like Chet, he's going to. When it's all said and done, and I, I'm done. You know, talking about basketball on a mic, Chet might make me have my worst take ever be about him because i just i didn't i don't dislike the guy i just did not think it was going to translate before his rookie year last year obviously we didn't get to see it and now he's just scorched earth every time he he plays basketball he's so damn good um i'm happy for him like i don't i'm not upset that he's gonna make me have a bad take but there was just some games that I watched at Gonzaga. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to translate. I saw him get bullied a few times on the block, and I was like, "We've seen this before with huge, skinny players. They get bodied and they turn the ball over, or they just shut down." Uh, well, he bulked Chet. up
2: too. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 yeah. What twenty five pounds this off season? Honestly, I'm not going to say it was a good thing he got hurt, but almost kind of like a blessing yeah. for him. He just came back like fully healthy, right? But that he had that entire off season to you know get bigger, get stronger, learn the game. And man, dude, and I, who's I know the leader? He's Who's the leader of the, year of the rookie? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the leader, he's, Steve? What'd you say? Yeah. You told everyone yeah. to take
1: that value at the beginning That's, of the season.
2: Hey, that 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 I think it was like three to one or something, or three, yeah. three I can't remember what it was three to one, four to one, chat. But also, I'll tell you right now, Vegas is shaking in their boots right now It my 80-to-1 ticket exact finals matchup Celtics-Thunder. They're shaking. Yeah. They watched the game last night, and they're shaking because everybody was like, well, well we got to wait and see with this Thunder team. No, 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 no. I watched every around. game in Gonzaga. I watched this Thunder team last year. Now it's come together like a perfect storm. This Thunder team, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it because they're a contender, but as you can clearly tell, nothing's changed with the thunder i'm as high um, as i I, ever will be i mean this This is is this is
1: how good the thunder really are we deleted them from the dock and they still they still came up and i had to bring them up because we we hadn't mentioned enough it's only right
3: they've been the most fun team to watch by far all year even last year i think we talked about them as that too but that's been tenfold such an awesome team and they still yeah, have right. picks.
2: They still have like yeah. bunch of picks. And Too stuff many. For like if they want to make trades for the future. So it's like, all right,
1: all right. We so got we got f- four teams left here. We try to speed through them. The Miami Heat. Oh, this is easy. Yeah, I mean. We still trust them. That's Talk why I'm to do it. Jake, right. Jake
2: what, have, what have I said? Every single episode this year, I am tired of being wrong about the heat. I'm tired of trying to jump out ahead of the curve and being wrong about the heat. Donnie, I know we talked about this in the preseason. Yeah, I went, I went Max Kellerman with
1: Tom Brady in it's the preseason. It's been five bro. years.
2: It's been five years. When the ship sinks is when I'll be off the heat. Until that point in time, I'm just going to ride the ship until it sinks. The Miami Heat, they're just good. They're just a good team. Eric Spolstra needs credit for how good of a coach he is because this is absurd every single year. Oh, I still year. think
0: he's the
1: best coach in the NBA. I, I,
2: I don't hate that take at all. I probably agree with you on that take. Yeah, and Bam has yeah. stepped up this year. Bam. You know, Jimmy Butler's been hurt. Bam stepped up. I know Hero's been playing well, but Bam has stepped up unbelievably. Both how, about and how about the
0: rookie? How oh, about the rookie? Jaime Hawkes.
2: we talked about it. Future just a perfect yeah. fit for the Heat. And Future then, of cam. course, Jaime Hawkes just – just fits right in with this team i mean miami heat contender because why because they've been a contender every year and i I refuse to say this team's not good when when the heat are bad is when i will say they're bad and until that point comes they're contender they just the miami heat they're going to win two playoff series it's just going to happen
3: if they make a trade for a donovan mitchell or another star are they the favorite in the east
2: no, oh, because mm. hero
3: hero is the leading score at twenty three. So they they would look for a score to base. But they also have barely that. had
2: Jimmy Butler's barely played this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, hero's been hurt. I mean, he's been out a bunch too, and then But just, I mean, they just
2: plug guys in, and they just they all it just always works, always.
3: I think they're in the market. I think they're going to be one of those teams in the market for a star coming up with if whoever's available. Maybe I mean I don't know if it's just Mitchell. There's going to be somebody else that. Think, but even, but
2: even if they don't, look what Caleb Martin did in the playoffs last year. Wow. Well, haven't yeah. heard his name since don't last season. Don't even talk about it, man. I know. I'm sorry, Donnie. F- F- I'm sorry, F- F- but I'm hey, just Vincent, saying. Dave K- Vincent, Caleb
3: Martin. Dave <laughs> K- Vincent finesse, like, LeBron and the oh, Lakers so, so, bad, bro. so bad. so bad. So yeah. bad. He hates that guy so much
2: now. I, re- I remember I was looking at NBA player props the other night and I look at uh, Martin. It's like over under point six and a half. and a half. go, oh, he's back down to earth.
4: Yep. Yeah, he's back down there. So it's mad, just like bro.
2: these guys. Just but the, but this happens all the time. I'm not picking yeah. at you, Bunny. I'm just saying no, every year these guys just kind of emerge. And we talked about Jaime Hawkins. I I thought he'd be good. I mean, he he third best rookie right now, right?
1: Yeah, Chat easily, Lemby. I'd say. Chet
2: Wemby Hawkins. I don't yeah. think that's a crazy. Take no. So I think
1: a Sir Thompson very early was probably in that yeah, spot, kind of- but.
2: Fell off a little bit. There's a couple of other guys who have been going up and down. Scoot's finally starting to play well again. He is. But, but Jaime Hawkins. crazy consistent. the
1: other day, if we're talking about rookie of the year, Scoot said that it was still, he thought it was still in consideration with his no. name. I, I think that's long gone, bro. I don't it's think a, he can it's, start. A,
2: it's a two horse race, Scoot, and you didn't even yeah. qualify. You yeah, didn't he, even qualify.
1: He he took Scoot's himself out of the quality, running the first couple weeks yeah. of the season,
3: bro. Scoot's best quality is his confidence. So I'm not surprised yes, he said that. Honestly, yeah. But,
2: if yeah. if this is this is a horse race, we're taking scoot out back after that yeah. comment.
4: Right
2: <laughs> like uh, you, got a, you got a bum leg Scoop. Uh take a,
4: but yeah, no, yeah. I
2: mean stop stop. It's Wemby Chat. We knew it was gonna be Wemby It Chat. is, But you know, with all respect to that, Jaime Hawkins is having a phenomenal year. And I think he is the clear third uh third best rookie right now. I really do. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with that. And, and Dunny, you were the one who kind of called it. You're like, I don't want to call it, but Jaime Hawkins <laughs> is probably just gonna be that guy who yeah. just Buys into this Heat culture. He's cool he, shit too, dude. Like I can't is. hate this he guy. Does. Like I,
1: it's pretty easy for me to dislike the rest of the Heat roster. Spolstra, I will never hate. I think he's, I think he's the best coach in the NBA. Like I said, Hamiakas is just the man, bro. And I can't, I can't do anything about it.
2: <laughs> and he's one of those guys who just does anything you need. You want him to score one night, he will. You want to play defense, he will. You want him to pass, he will. Like I just. The Heat just consistently get these guys that just just do everything for them. It's crazy.
1: Yep. And we just – we actually, weirdly enough, just – or just to confirm this, we're all going contender for the Heat here? Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah I have right. to. Right. Like, I have no other
1: choice. Oddly enough, we just all went contender for Philly, pretender for Memphis, contender for the Heat. So we're we're all in sync right Foxed now. Up. And I know where Steve's at with this next one, and oh, I'm. Do you? With him. I think I'm like, I do. I'm yeah. Like, or... yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. going contender. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. we go. We go. Like, well, there, there has been some blips. <laughs> we're getting lately, a little so nervous. Like, We've, we have been. We're getting a little
2: nervous, but no, I, I still think this is the best Mavs team since they. Oh, you uh, guys still have Grant Williams. Them. Yeah, they, I think it's the best Mavs team since they. Uh, Drafted Luca. Um, I know, you know, they struggled a little bit here and there recently, but Lucas playing the best basketball of his life right now. If it wasn't for Joel MVP, I, I think Luca should be the front runner for MVP. And I, I'm probably gonna argue that for the rest of the year that Luka should be MVP, uh, with some of the stat lines he's putting up. But um, yeah, yeah I'm going contender here. I think. I know you put it in the doc that, oh, is it Siakam time? And I know I've been talking about I would love to see a deal for Siakam, and I think that will be the time to do it. Even if they don't do a trade for Siakam, right, even if they kind of keep this team together. I, I I think this is the best Mavs roster they've had around but Luka they since have, they
3: got him. If they have Kyrie – Stop Luka it. and Seattle. I can't, I
2: can't think about that right <laughs> yeah, that's now. Man.
3: disgusting. I can't, I can't think
2: about that. Stop it. Yes, Tough yes to get
1: you that can. Deal done, Now's like, the time are, you
2: can think about
1: it. What are they that's giving true. up? Are they just selling the future at that
2: point? It, it would yeah, yeah, Vibre, Vibre, probably gotta go, be. Right? No, I think it would be Hardaway, Hardy, Green, and probably a pick. Ugh. A couple that's picks not, maybe.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you probably need a couple first for Seattle.
3: Pascal's going to be. If Pascal is on the
2: open market, he's the best. He's the best. I don't think everybody. they would That's trade it. lively. I don't. I don't think they would trade lively. To be honest with you, um,
1: yeah. I mean, you hopefully you, you could get it done without doing that.
2: And if they trade lively and they get Siakam and Dwight Powell starts, then I'm just done because then they <laughs> everyone's scoring inside. on the Dude, Dwight Powell. You see that? I read in the video. I don't even remember what day it was. Oh, him smacking his, his, head his head on head. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? A, what? A like, what is happening?
3: What, How do you what do You're seven foot. You don't know you're tall? Like, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, that was crazy, bro. I think he heard Steve shit-talking him so much. eh, He's like, I just won't play.
2: (laughs) Good, don't play. But I will say, guys who have emerged, like Lively's played really well this year. Derek Jones has been pretty good. And Dante Axum, I don't know where he came from. He's been unbelievable. That's why it's like, originally I was like, I don't want to trade Hardaway or wait for some from someone. But if Axum's going to play like this and Hardaway's one of the big pieces think, to get someone back, fine. Isn't fine.
1: Hardaway top two for six-man-of-the-year odds right yeah, now? Yeah, he should He should be. Yeah. He's he he, either top he two be. or top three. I think Aydin yeah, uh, right Reeves right is one right now.
0: Yep, that um, seems correct.
1: But all right, let me ask you this. If we all think the Mavs are contenders, even if they don't trade for Siakam, which I agree with, and you think Luka could be the MVP – if they stayed the seven seed, do you think he he's still capable of winning it? Or do you think that he, they need to be a certain seed for him to get that? Because I'm always curious about this. I don't really know if I have an answer. I just always assume it's like a... In my head, when I think about it, it's usually like a top three seed. I don't think that has to be the case. No, I don't I, think it
2: has to be the case. I think it would be one thing. They'd have to get in the playoffs, right? They would have yeah. to be in, in the playoffs for it to happen. But my thing would be... That I think it would all kind of rely on uh, the 76ers' success with Embiid, right? If the Sixers yeah. can overtake Milwaukee or Boston or both, or just be a top two seed in the East, that's really going to help his case for back to back. I, 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 Jokic has been playing great too, but like my thing with Jokic is he just has some games this year where it's almost like they're just coasting. He's like, I'm just oh, yeah. going to shoot twice. It's like, okay. So that doesn't really help him because Luka and, and Embiid are putting up video game type numbers. And I, I think. Of what might hurt Luca's case for the MVP, but might help the Mavs is Kyrie being back.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna so say. So it's like that, man.
2: Embiid is always gonna be like, and even with Maxi there, Embiid's still gonna get so much volume. He's gonna get those numbers. And Luca did that with Kyrie out, but with Kyrie back, if you watch Mavs games, they will kind of stagger him sometimes. Yeah, that's won't how it play needs as, to
0: be, bro. He
2: won't play as many minutes sometimes, and obviously they're both gonna play. In the clutch time scenarios, the late game scenarios, but with the Sixers, like there's no one really else, you know, you're not going to play Paul Reed or Mo Bamba in situations over Joel Embiid, you're just going to play Embiid the entire time. And the Mavs are playing Luka kind of the entire time, like he played, on, I think, two like entire second halves when Kyrie was out. But with Kyrie back, it gives the Mavs a little more flexibility. And I almost think, Dunny, like, it kind of helps his case if the Mavs are better with Kyrie back and they kind of start winning more consistently again. But it also hurts his case because he's not going to have a 38, 18, 38.18 assist game. It's oh. just It just won't happen. So we'll see. Um, I think –
1: I think if um the Mavs, even if Luca's numbers drop a little bit, I think if they finish kind of like what you're saying about the Sixers and Embiid in the Eastern Conference, I think if the Mavs finish a top three seed in the West, then it should be Luca's.
2: And I think,
1: obviously that's a that's a tall tall ask right now, but I mean yes. I, it's definitely doable. I mean the teams in front of them right now are Pelicans, Kings, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Wolves. You know I. I don't know if they'll pass. Like, I don't think they'll get the one seed, but like, I think they could definitely be in that three seed range.
2: And I think yeah. Luka's getting into that you know, kind of category where the NBA is almost going to give him one to give him one. Like, oh, he's yeah. been so good for so long, we're going to give him one. And I think you're right, Dunny. I think they're probably going to pick the year where the Mavs are a top team in the West and be like, all right, Luka, here's your MVP.
1: Yeah, it's easier for them to, you yeah. know, get get as little backlash as possible when right. when those team teams are at the top of their respective. The let's
2: offense. face it now. The NBA MVP award is just like, all right, which guy's been good for a while, like we're gonna give it to him this year. I know. And, and it feels like it's that way.
1: And I feel and it I think it is that way. And the only thing like I'll give a little credit to the league on is like Fucking hard, man. There's so oh, many yeah. good players. You're not There's wrong. So You're
4: not wrong.
1: Unbelievably good yeah. players. Yeah. Um, because like yeah. realistically, would would any of the three of us be mad if it went to SGA, Jokic, Embiid, no. or Luca right now? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be upset at this. Even point, Giannis. Like, yeah, yeah, with any Giannis. of those guys. Yeah. And like I don't, I'm not even gonna say Tatum. Like I think he's a step behind them, but like he's still like what, like seventh on those? Porzingis
2: might be the best player on that team. <laughs> 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 we're talking MVP on the Celtics. Porzingis is the
1: case. Impact maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean Derek White. If you want, obviously, yeah. want. obviously, you Jones mean All Star Derek White. Yes, he's yeah. dude. You guys see that? By the way, I know we're not talking Celtics this episode, but. Um... He got White's an all-star chance in San Antonio. Oh, I know he I used to play it. there.
2: Yeah, but like that was that's so cool. That's sick, man. Like Ooh. that's gotta feel good for White too. Yeah. Going oh, going back there, and it's a, I mean if you want to talk about like robbery trades, don't look at the Spurs Celtics deal.
1: Dude, I tweeted I oh tweeted my, it the other day, oh, man. Oh, it's oh, it, it was Romeo Langford. <laughs> josh richardson a first that was the 20 25th pick in the draft and they took someone who i've never heard of
3: bro imagine Derek white with wendy right now like he'd be the perfect guard yeah. to pair with him but they are searching desperately. but i also i also don't know team. if
2: white would get to that point if he wasn't on the celtics i yeah. think going maybe the i think his really life
3: is offensive. a lot easier offensively because yeah. he's on the celtics so I don't, yes. I don't know if he's ever putting up the yeah i don't know if he's ever putting up the numbers Dude, he, it would be. He
2: gets so many open shots on on the Celtics. It's crazy.
3: The he, uh, yeah, you have the to. Do. Yeah, I mean, you well, have to leave Derek.
2: And like, he makes the tough ones too. Yeah. But I'm just saying, on a team like that, where you got five guys who can score. Well, pretty much any night. I mean, he's just gonna get. He's just gonna get those open looks. He yeah. won't have that on the Spurs this year.
1: Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable man but we won't I, I, i'll i uh I'll, I'll save the celtics talk for another day i'm sure you guys will you'll you'll hear me gush well, we're talking me mvp and it's hard to,
3: it's hard to have tatum in the conversation because that starting lineup is so lame. so H&M. good man yeah this like, is that's, that's what it comes down to like there's i thought it was difficult bef- other, i'm trying to think of other names to mention Halliburton's probably the only other name
2: yeah i wouldn't put him in mvp conversation an MVP, yeah. yeah no but i i I'd definitely put him there as you know all, first off, team I mean Anthony all Edwards teams. Edwards Maybe. is probably yeah. gonna be in the combo
3: probably just because of like, how well they're doing but they, I, I think it's Embiid like it's, MB, it's MB and Doncic. It really is just that feels like it feels you like you wouldn't put SGA
2: the up there with MB Doncic. Right I would now. right now I, I think I put him in just the, the
1: scoring a lot and just like kind of same thing for SGA smaller scale but like he's been doing it now for three four years oh, at yeah. this level all NBA SGA like he's he's here man. Um I was putting up pretty much the same numbers player, as uh
4: right?
2: Luca and MB, <laughs> minus you know the rebounds pretty much. Yeah. Like he's minus the rebounds, he's putting up kind of the same numbers. His shooting splits are great. All, yep. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's let's end with the two LA teams here. Clippers 20 and 12 right now. Leave. believe where are they at? The fifth seed in the West? They are Four? the fourth, fourth yeah. Fourth seed. Fourth seed in the Western Conference. Um
2: I don't know, man. This is this is. Oh, home. I know. No, oh, I know. You, you wow. going pretender? Pretender. James Harden's on the team. Next yeah. question. Next question. Yeah. I'm not. I will not. I will not overthink it. I. I like I said. I go down the ship with the Miami Heat. I will not trust James Harden. I do oh not care gosh. who else. You could put Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. You could put whoever you want on this Steve, team. He's
1: Pretend the it. system. Stop it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Paul. I, and you know what?
2: Kawhi's been playing great lately too. I know. Paul yeah, George has been. Paul George is good, like no, but Paul George and it.
3: James Harden on the same team. Doesn't in a work. big playoff game is going to be hilarious. At some, I'm say, Oh my god, hilarious. that's, that's I, hadn't the, I didn't even, even think of that. that. You
1: no, know, dude, all the time would be just uh, and I don't want this because I love Russ, but it's also very possible just a piss poor shooting performance from all three of those guys from oh. Russ, PG, and Harden. Twitter would have a field day, man. And then you just
2: got Kawhi standing with his hands up like he's like 11 for
1: 13 (laughs) with 35.
2: He's like, What is going on? But Kawhi will never be the guy like, Give me the ball. Yeah, just go, go through it.
1: But no, I, this is basically my school of thought right now. If, if Harden's on the team, I'm with Steve Pretender. If Harden forces his way out of another team, Clippers contender again.
2: Oh yeah, because then Russ starts again. And I like this yeah. team. I like this team again. But right now, no. Protect. Tell I us why we're wrong. I feel like you're leaning
3: contender here. I <sighs> am, but Steve makes a great point that James Harden is on yeah. this roster, and I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. We saw. We it. saw
1: the Philly-Boston series last year, yeah. man. I mean, and nice as, much as, as much as we can say, Embiid has never got to that mark. Uh, Harden, Harden was,
2: and Harden had two good playoff games. Yeah, he had two good playoff games in that series too. And two he really was good ones.
1: Just and as bad, still, if not worse, in the other than ones. his bad games. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like he's gonna lose you a playoff game, and you know what? And I love him. I know we love him now, but Paul George's probably gonna lose you a playoff game too.
3: Yeah, Possibly. yeah. I wanted to give him that, but I can't. I can't. I, I don't isn't think they it, can beat the West that way. I'm isn't it guys.
1: crazy that the four seed we're gonna say is a pretender and i think i think we all know that or maybe i'm gonna speak for myself here i'm calling the four seed a pretender and i'm calling the ten seed a contender right now uh, i just have to man look it's it's lebron and boy, if ad is gonna do this yeah then i gotta give them i gotta give them their flowers i gotta give them their fighting chance um and they're probably gonna make a move because every day i wake up check twitter and it's the Lakers are interested in insert super good all-star type player here.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen father time get to LeBron yet. So it's yeah. like kind of the same deal. It's like if LeBron's like that, we, and we, we watch the Lakers too, right? They won the playing They win these big important games. They just kind of step up as a team AD's been fantastic when he's on the court this year. Um, and you know what? We talk about, you know, guys on the Lakers like stepping up at big moments. No one, no one does it quite like Austin Reeves. I don't know what's gotten in him, but it's like I talk about certain players that just kind of shine in those big moments. We, I talked about Jalen Brunson earlier as one of those guys. Austin Reeves is that guy for the Lakers. Um, I, I, I gotta go contender here. I can't not, right? We, the mm-hmm. run they had last year, LeBron James is still LeBron James and. Anthony Davis looks as dominant as ever right now when he's on the court. So, yeah, uh, give me uh give me contender for the playing champs.
4: Jake, you have an opportunity to... in season
2: <laughs> tournament champs. My bad.
1: You have opportunity to throw off my entire month, or honestly, my entire new year. If you if you call the Lakers <laughs> a
3: pretender right now. <laughs> um, I really was thinking about it when I was prepping this show because it's. It's been a little lackadaisical and everything, but no, this this is they're gonna make a deal. That's what's gonna happen. Yes. Zach Levine, Levine is gonna be Zach Levine's gonna a be Levine? a Laker, yeah. And JBC AD has there. just been too good when you're when you think about LeBron has been his norm his career average, he's 25, 7, and 7 again this year. Like that's just what he's gonna that's put so up for his whole life. Insane. But 88, 25, and 12. Like, if you're getting if you're having those two guys at that level into the playoffs, we know what it happens. Like, they were not yeah. they were the 7th seed last year. What they do? They go to the Western – and it was benefit of matchups and everything else. But they might have another beneficial matchup the way this West shakes out. Yeah. I, I mean, so –
2: There's not a lot of Western Conference teams that have a guy who can slow down AD. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so there's really not
2: a lot. So, yeah, yeah like, I,
3: I want I'm, – I'm not com- as confident as I've been in years past in LeBron and AD because this roster around them – I mean, Reeves has been okay. Russell is Russell. It's not great around the supporting cast around them. So if they can swing a deal for somebody, I, I do think, think gonna, I think they're going to be active. I think they're going to be, even if it's not a big Levine-type player. But they did that last year, too, it solidified, yeah. and it solidified the roster at the deadline. And it's a no, really no, good move. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't see why you shouldn't think that they're going to be active and going to be able to make some plays.
1: I I I don't know what it is, but every time I watch Lakers game, I just I do not see the D'Lo fit here. And you know he moved he, uh, got he moved to so the bench. Mad. He just uh. I don't know. It's just I don't I don't think like I love his like unwavering confidence that he has, but it almost just like looks bad when a player does that stuff and they share the court with LeBron James. It's just like let LeBron. Run the show. Let yeah. him make those crazy like, decisions. Yeah. Let him take those ill-advised shots. Not you, uh D'Lo. And, you know, obviously he can explode and have huge games, but I just – I don't know. There's something about the way he plays and being alongside LeBron that's like this – something doesn't seem right about this. And that, I think that's probably why he got pulled from the starting lineup. Yeah. Um Cool defensive stat for Anthony Davis. Um He – is one of two NBA players this season who rank among the top ten in both contested twos and contested threes per game. Uh, the wow. other's is Porzingis. So, oh, there's a, you
2: knew that's my go. yeah. up. It that, was a Porzingis that. stat, hey, but hey, I hey, made yeah. it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a it was a Porzingis stat that I saw this morning from a Celtics beat writer, but I I made it Anthony Davis stat for there you go. for the sake of this. Um, but yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he's AD is just doing his yeah. thing and i saw i'm gonna get the numbers wrong but he's played like i think like 75 of his last 85 games yeah. something crazy like 30, that.
3: 32 starts this year and they're yeah, the durability's 17. been there yeah
1: Yeah, but that's um, not
2: one they want the durability they yeah, want it right. at the end yeah.
1: of the year. <laughs> exactly. we, need, we need the durability and longevity so we'll see uh we we Rounded out with the two LA teams. They're just teams.
3: they're two fucking different teams. Like they were, there was the in-season tournament team that looked like a world beater, and then the rest mm-hmm. of the season they've just been this but the, sleepy I think that's ass also, team, and it's on purpose. I think they're I know, fine coasting. I like, yeah, I really do. I, <laughs> what
1: do you guys think of Darvin Ham?
3: He's not doing shit there, bro. Yeah, LeBron is the coach I mean, of that team, and yeah, Darvin right? just. No, just it's
1: always so hard to evaluate a, a LeBron coach. He's I don't think
3: puppet. Darvin. I don't think Darvin has made a single decision on this roster. I truly don't. Like you yeah. know, like especially talent.
2: at this point in LeBron's career, like he's yeah, him
1: benching Delo that that very well could have just been. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that's true, JBC. And if you're listening, I got accused of just. Using my time to look at Celtic stats, and that that is true. true. So, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I'm not denying that. But no, I I would be surprised at all if LeBron just went up to Darvin Ham and was like, "Yo, D'Lo's got to sit down." <laughs> 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 that's, that's
3: exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm There's a coaches meeting. They, they have a coaches meeting, and Bron closes the door and
2: sits yeah. down at the desk. No, he I has the clipboard. He's the doing? one who organizes? He schedules the coaches' meetings. Yeah. <laughs>
4: He's like, I got yeah. A he, he sends out the email. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: signs it. Signs it. Best King James sends
2: a calendar invite. He's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> so <it's-> let <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he's,
3: he's like Rob Polika probably doesn't even run this team. It's probably LeBron. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's also too, it's like he's earned that at this point. Like, I know we're oh, joking yeah. about it, but LeBron's earned that. If there's any player who can run Adam Silver's
3: team. joking about it, talking about him owning a team yeah. when they win the tournament. Like yeah. it's a it's the yeah. most yeah. wide open joke yeah. in the world that he's just doing this shit. It's so funny. So yeah, no ham's so... not doing nothing. There's no way Darwin Ham has any authority. No, at, at I don't
1: all. think so. Because, like, when they lose, some of his decisions look crazy bad. Mm
4: -hmm. But,
1: I mean, that could just be how polarizing the Lakers are in a LeBron-led team. Who knows? Um, I don't want to rag on the guy too much. They're they're doing better than Monty Williams. All right. (laughs) Give him
3: that. We got opposite end of the spectrum. for LeBron's
2: player coach. Yeah.
3: Dude, he's been in that since. The, yeah, I don't, what
0: do you mean? That's his second
1: stick with the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's going to do it for Contender or Pretender and our episode, guys. Thanks for, for sticking around for the long one. And don't forget, if you didn't hear at the top, to download the Win Streaks app. It's so fun. 100% free to play. You pick your favorite teams to win. Five picks per day. You accumulate points, and then you win cash prizes. There's weekly winners. 100 players win cash prizes every week up to $2,000. And with this episode and going forward for the next couple of weeks, if you download the app and you use the code HHH, you will be entered to win a $50 game time gift card courtesy of Win Streaks. So all you got to do, guys, download the app, Use our code HHH for a referral code when you're signing up and you'll be entered to win a $50 game time gift card. The winner of the gift card will be announced not on next week's show, but the following week's show. Jake, I believe you said it was, yes, you have it right here. Thank you for, if, if you're just listening, it's January 17th. um, And that's when the winner of the $50 game time gift card will be announced. So win streaks guys. Pick your teams, accumulate points, and win cash prizes. Use our code HHH. And everyone, enjoy the start to your new year, and hopefully you don't have to tune into too many Pistons games. (laughs) Had to get one last shot in there,
3: guys. Four Pistons.